Hello and welcome to the Partners for Access Rare Disease and Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host Max Rex. Every week we at Partners for Access will bring you the most important news developments in the orphan drug and cell and gene therapy world and what they mean for you. This week we discussed the UK's NICE not recommending Spinraza for use on the NHS and major developments in the reimbursement of high-cost drugs in the US involving the two largest pharmacy benefit managers. Now, Aparna Krishnan is here to tell us more about NICE's draft guidance. On Tuesday, UK Health Technology Assessment Watchdog, NICE, said that it does not recommend Biogen Spinraza for routine NHS use in England due to uncertainties over the drug's long-term effectiveness and its extremely high cost. The committee concluded that based on its list price, the cost-effectiveness estimates for Spinraza range between £400,000 and £600,000 per year of quality adjusted life gained, or quali. Even with a proposed confidential price reduction, the cost of Spinraza is too high for it to be considered a cost-effective use of NHS resources, the committee said. Biogen developed Spinraza as a treatment for a rare genetic disease called spinal muscular atrophy or SMA. The company is currently pursuing reimbursement in several European countries and has recently received reimbursement in the Netherlands and Belgium where patients now have access to the drug. The NICE committee clarified that the drug was considered under single technology assessment and not the highly specialized technology route because the population covered by the marketing authorization is larger than that which can be considered in highly specialized technology evaluations. The HST route has a base threshold of £100,000 with the ability to increase this for drugs by substantial quality gain. However, Spinraza potentially lost out as in comparison to HST, the single technology assessment route has a lower threshold quality gained. The committee's decision did not go down well with patient organisations who had lobbied hard for this drug to be reimbursed in the UK. Perhaps anticipating this, NICE's Director for Centre for Health Technology Evaluation said that the committee was willing to be flexible because of the nature of the condition and the paucity of evidence. The watchdog has invited Biogen for further talks. This guidance is open for consultation until September 5, 2018. The final recommendation from NICE will be keenly followed by the industry given that a large number of high-cost drugs are expected to hit the UK market in the next few years. Thanks, Aparna. Now on to the US. CVS Caremark, the pharmacy benefit manager subsidiary of CVS Health and the second largest pharmacy benefit manager in the US, has announced that it will start using cost-effectiveness analyses from the Institute for Clinical and Economic Review, or ISA, to decide which drugs will be offered on its new formulary. Insurers who use CVS as their PBM will be allowed to exclude any drugs with a launch price that exceeds a cost of $100,000 per Quality Adjusted Life Year, or QALY, as determined by ISA. This new system will not apply to drugs with FDA breakthrough designation, so it is only designed to limit CVS's expenditure on expensive Me Too drugs. Me Too drugs are medications that are structurally very similar to an already approved medication that work via the same mechanism of action.
This is the first time that ISA cost-effectiveness reports will actually have a concrete impact on the pricing of drugs in the US. Pharma companies and ISA have not always had the rosiest relationship, with ISA regularly criticising pharma companies for their high prices. Pharma companies have reacted negatively to this announcement. A representative of the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America Trade Association has stated that, as many stakeholders have noted, blunt cost-effectiveness thresholds ignore what individual patient and providers value and conflict with the movement towards personalised 21st century healthcare. ISA seem to be continually increasing their influence, with Stephen Pearson, the CEO and founder, saying that some pharma companies are now working with ISA pre-launch in order to evaluate their drugs. Pharma companies may have to become more receptive to ISA as US policy on drug pricing gets tougher. Other PBMs may also use this approach in future as ISA's influence grows. In other news surrounding pharmacy benefit managers, Express Scripts are in discussions with several pharmaceutical companies to be able to have exclusive distribution rights for their upcoming gene therapies. Spark Therapeutics, Bluebird Bio, and Biomarin Pharmaceuticals all have gene therapy candidates in late-stage development, which are expected to be launched in the next 18 months. Express Scripts' specialty pharmaceutical business is one of their fastest-growing divisions and accounts for roughly a third of their profits. They already have exclusive rights for the distribution of some high-value products, including Spark's first gene therapy, Luxterna, and Biogen's Spinraza. By using their own specialty pharmacy to distribute these drugs, Express Scripts is able to cut out the markup that is made by hospital pharmacies, which is 6% for Medicare and usually more for commercial business, and hence give themselves and the manufacturer higher profits. As more gene therapies and expensive specialist drugs get FDA approval, there will likely be an increase in the use of specialty pharmacies, and this could lead to more PBMs moving into this space. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, go to our website, www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to Rare Disease and Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup from iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate us. Thanks for listening and see you next week.